I've got uh, today's word of the month for you, which is subrogation. You're a lawyer. Can you explain what subrogation is? Absolutely no idea. Hello, Matthew Grant here, partner at Instate London, and welcome to this week's podcast. This one's a shorter one. Robin and I are getting together again for one of our partners' chats, uh, catching up on some of the themes and things we've been seeing as we've been talking to people in this last month. Uh, in this podcast, I find out what Robin knows about subrogation, talking about some of the events coming up, and yes, wine does make its way into the discussion once again. I know we've got a pipeline of excellent guests lined up for this autumn. Some have already been recorded and will be coming out shortly. This includes well-known figures from insurance companies, MGAs and brokers. Some of the CEOs of early stage companies from around the world you may know and some you may not. Uh, we're also returning with our live recordings. We've got our reverse pitch at the Steel Yard next week and we're bringing you the highlights from that in our future podcasts. Robin, I, I see you're starring in the most recent issue of InsurTech magazine and have been named, I'm not quite sure what category they put you in, but was it Bon Vivant of insurance in London? Yes, I was down as a community builder and Bon Vivant, which um, frankly I'm rather proud of, um, expensively acquired moniker that. Well, when you haven't been out there Bon Vivant, uh, what else have you been up to in the last couple of weeks? Um, we've started to see more and more concrete examples of how the nature of risk and the nature of loss is changing and that in how insurance companies and particularly insurtechs are having to evolve to reflect that. Um, for the first time ever, I got a crypto asset insurance request in, a quite a serious one from a crypto portfolio management fund who want to be able to provide insurance to their members. And it was nice to see that's gone from concept to genuine requirement in a very short period of time. Uh, yeah, and I saw Forbes had an article saying they reckon there's $300 billion of crypto risk out there, which only about a billion dollars is covered. So certainly a big opportunity for, I guess, both people doing analytics around this and anybody looking to place the risk. Uh, talking about sort of this whole concept of rethinking or expanding the area of risk, came across an article in Insurance Insider. It's a quick call out to them as, as one of our sponsors, uh, but talking about cover, and this is a cover spelled C-O-V-E-R, not to be confused with the various other covers out there, but they're offering balance sheet protection. They've just raised $27 million, and they're another company that's coming out full stack. So it looks like yeah, people are starting to realize that yeah, insurance is not just about covering the immediate physical or liability liability loss but there's a lot more losses that can actually come even if they're kind of secondary or tertiary effects from a loss that can make their way into the balance sheet but aren't always recognized and actually I was just talking to the head of innovation at Allianz Global Corporate Specialty yesterday and she was saying that their customers are also saying to them certainly at the CFO level that they're they're looking particularly for areas that can help them on this balance sheet risk it's moved on just from single asset protection. I've um, been working incredibly hard these last 18 months on uh, high net worth IOT where uh, the customer wants it uh, and the insurance industry is unable to provide it. I'll, I'll, I'll tell quickly the story but there's a property manager who manages some of the most expensive 
domestic real estate in London, so these houses are worth tens, perhaps hundreds of millions. They're owned uh, often by foreigners as investments, they're therefore empty for much of the year. They therefore represent a pretty um, unsavoury uh, property risk and are priced accordingly. He wants to tackle the problem by putting sensors throughout the buildings. He wants, therefore, to be able to show how well he monitors and manages these and, as a result, uh, get a reduction in premium. He can't find anyone to play with them. The, the insurance industry's uh, uh, reaction is two things. Uh, we don't understand the data, the data set. It's a new data set to us. We don't know how to... Uh, the value of monitoring. And, and secondly, we've now dealt with our problem, which is we've put the excess point so high that actually smaller losses, often at hundreds of thousands of pounds, smaller losses aren't our problem anymore. And as it's not our problem anymore, it's not something we're prepared to tackle. Uh, and I just think that's a dangerous place to go. That's not listening to the customer and it's putting your own interests ahead of the customer. And, and that, that's one area I still think we are well short of what we could be. And I suppose it's what Munich Re Digital Partners is looking to do with a number of the MGAs they've supported. Where I mean, Andy Rear is on stage yesterday at the plug and play presentation, <laughs> joking, but you know, with a sort of serious intent that he hadn't actually yet made any money for Munich Re, but that's partly intentional because they're exploring these MGAs to see where there are new areas of risk. You know, some are niche, some could be quite big. And the point is not to be able to make money. Certainly, Munich Re's got a balance sheet where they can absorb losses they hadn't expected if they're starting off quite small. But I think what you're saying is that from an insurance point of view, you kind of have to be out there and experience the the risk, the look at the losses, doesn't shouldn't be challenging your entire balance sheet. But that's really the only way to get into this in the early stages. And that's actually often where the opportunities are, is, is to do it, be there, be the first mover and learn and then grow. One of the insurers that I spoke to put it this way. Uh, thank you for the opportunity, Robin. We, we recognise it's the future, uh, we'd rather not try and tackle it now. In in similar vein, you know, talking about how the nature of risk is changing, I've heard for the first time uh, the expression guarantee of service, uh, which I quite like. Uh, I'll give you an example. The big platform providers of uh, travel, so, so you go onto a platform, uh, Expedia, whatever, and you look for your flights. They're actually looking to completely bake in flight cancellation and use technology to solve that problem. So what they want to do is say, guarantee that if your flight is cancelled, they will put you on the next flight. And the insurance they want is to cover the gap between the cost of putting you on the next flight. The actual customer doesn't even know they've got insurance. The, the customer is just getting a guarantee that they'll be on the next available flight. The insurer's role in that has changed quite a lot from um, I, I will provide insurance at a price to simply being um, riding on the back of the platform provider to provide a guarantee of service. So I have our, uh, our word of the week for you, Robin, our word of the month. Subrogation, you're a lawyer. What does that mean? Oh, no, that's too easy. Look, I've passed all my law exams, so um, I've already proved that I know what subrogation is. Uh, uh, he says candidly, you know, what is subrogation? Well, subrogation seems to have been turning up a lot recently, but the most recent bit is with the news that Pacific Gas and Electric, which is the utility that's been blamed for 
starting the wildfire fires in California in 2017 and 2018, or at least some of them. Uh, and what's happened is that they have now agreed that they are going to uh, basically pay for $11 billion of the claims. And the point about subrogation is the insurance companies have already paid most of the claimants who had their properties burned down, but they can now pass that cost back on to PG&E. So that's what a subrogation is when you pass your claims on to somebody else. What's interesting is an impact from that, it's a bit like what we're talking about on this balance sheet cost, is that that now turns up as a liability cost if, if indeed P&G can get insurance for it. Uh, so you're seeing this sort of escalation of the cost. Now, talking about balance sheet risk, you know, PG&E is going through the ultimate balance sheet risk, which is actually there now in the stages of declaring bankruptcy because of their total cost for this. So, uh, you know, an interesting, both in terms of like the issue of balance sheet risk, but also if you actually look at wildfire and it's an area where, you know, 10 years ago, people weren't really thinking about wildfire at all when they're modeling loss. And of course, now it's become very much top of mind. PG&E, one of the reasons they're struggling is they went back to the markets and they were offered 40% rate online for wildfire. Now, it's partly because people understand the risk but can't model it accurately. And so they're charging very high rates. And so PG&E can't survive without the uh, insurance cover. And in fact, it's not just insurance cover. The loss, the size is so big, it's actually they've now even had to take it into the reinsurance market to try and see if they can get cover there. So again, back in this theme of looking for opportunities and uh, an example of where the market is still struggling to be able to provide yeah, cover immediately after a loss where a yeah, combination of not understanding the basic risk and maybe overreacting to the loss. If you were to name the two biggest macro issues that give opportunity for insurance, then uh, climate change must be one of them and the changing nature of loss which comes as a result of all that. Now, um, I'm off to Japan for a couple of weeks, leaving you to organise our next event. What have you got in mind? We've got our Platforms event on the 22nd of October. And you know, Platforms, one of these tricky ones at one level, because everybody these days, you know, in addition to having AI, is calling themselves a platform. But actually, we're really pleased. We've got Novadea again sponsoring this. We're bringing together Salesforce. Uh, we've also got Guidewire on stage. We've had a lot of comments about Guidewire when we've been talking to people, so it'll be really good to get them talking about what they're up to. Uh, we've got a few surprises in store in terms of some early stage companies, but already that event is selling out. Uh, so if, you haven't, if you're listening to this and you're in London and you haven't already registered, then we recommend you do so. Uh, and talking about events, Robin, uh, can we talk about your, your wine tasting event or is that just for your uh, close friends only? I've got a very busy November. I've got the uh, Life and Health show and tell on the 11th of November kindly sponsored by RGAX there are a few slots for presenters on that still so there's 20 uh, show and tell presenters we need we've probably got the majority of those but if you've got something that you think would wow the insurance and reinsurance industry in the life and health sector let me know and straight hot from that um, for members only uh, we've been able to organise a brilliant event which we're going to learn from those disrupting in the wine industry uh, and extrapolate out of that what the insurance industry could learn from wine innovation. That was the best way I could find to get it sponsored. It's just genius. And, and what's the balance between the wine and what insurance industry can learn? Uh, I haven't been to the event yet, but I promise you this, that we will podcast something around what the wine industry can teach us. Good. Well, as we know, our last members event was the summer party, which actually we enjoyed and other people seem to enjoy. So I think another great event. Anybody listening that's not yet a member 
and wants to sign up, then you can find the details on the website. I think we'll bring it to a close there. But yeah, Robin, uh, enjoy Japan. We will get a Japanese special when you come back. I guess part rugby and maybe some insurtech in there as well. Thank you. Look forward to it. Bye. If you'd like to find out more about what we're doing at InState London, you can get details of many of our past events, our future events, also find out who our 80 corporate members are and details of what else we've been up to. Uh, if you're not already signed up to our newsletter, you may also find that useful if you want to find out what we've been learning in the week uh, and what events have got coming up. It's on the yellow bar on the right-hand side of the website at www.instec.london. Uh, as Robin mentioned, we're still open for a few presenters for our Life and Health event on the 11th of November. So drop us an email at hello at Instat London if you think you've got what it takes to be part of that. It's going to be a show and tell event. And finally, as I mentioned, uh, we are great fans of Insurance Insider and we're very grateful to them as one of the partners for the podcast. If you'd like to get a free copy of their insights and breaking news, the details will be in the episode notes.